0: this is the be memorable podcast my name is ty erickson i'll be your host we'll be talking to the best of the best on how to be different be unique stand out from the crowd and overall be memorable In this episode, I speak with Shilish from New Wine Digital. Shilish is an expert in the digital marketing field, and we definitely cover some new topics that we haven't covered before on the show. And I know you'll gain a lot of value from this, so take a listen. Shilish, thanks for joining me today.
1: Hey, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. It's a a great pleasure to be on your podcast.
0: Yeah, and it's great to have somebody that uh, is kind of in the same industry as we are talking about marketing. I'm sure you'll have some fun and informative stuff to share with us today. Um, if you will, just take a minute real quick and explain to everybody, just tell us a little bit about your business, how long you've been in business, how you got started, just a, a quick history. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, we are kind of in the same industry. Um, yeah. I am, uh, my, my the name of my company is New wine digital it has nothing to do with wine it's all about doing (laughs) something new right yeah but uh, we are a marketing and advertising firm Uh, we have been in business uh, since 2012 so that puts us a little over 10 years yeah and um, i have been doing digital marketing and advertising for um, well before then i mean i started uh, digital marketing back in 2000. Well, actually 1900s, actually is when I started marketing, but then digital became a bigger and bigger part as you, as you know, uh, since then. So I've been doing it for a long time. So yeah, it's been great.
0: Yeah. So when you say digital, can you maybe expand on that a little bit more? Like, do you have more specialty type stuff that you do, or is it a, a broad spectrum
1: well, it is really customized uh, for your business. So okay. a lot of times companies that we work with will be in need of maybe a little bit of a brand retouch. Okay. So when they come to us, they, they will usually they come to us when they're in some kind of a need, right? I mean, yep. one client that we just signed up with a little bit ago said, you know, their, their volume has been down. Mm-hmm. They, she talks to competitors and their competitors have decent volume. So she's like, something's mm-hmm. off. Yeah, and so we we had a quite we had a discovery call, and what we realized is their digital footprint is really weak. Uh, their presentation on the website is weak. Um, you know, just the experience on the website is weak to do scheduling and to book to book for their services. And so yeah. we basically looked at that. We looked at the journey of well, how people are coming to their site, what their site looks like, and then we presented a strategy of not. Um, well, this one involves just redoing their entire website. But mm. also rethinking, you know, how are you getting your clients now and how would you like to get your clients in the future? Yeah. How can we get to that future state? So that means for her, it meant doing SEO, doing content marketing. It meant doing a little bit of PPC, doing a little bit of Facebook advertising and, and things like that. So, so that's kind of the, the space that we're in. Um, so, yeah, it, depend, it depends on where we are. I mean, we really like to help businesses uh, get out of that slump, if, if you will.
0: Yeah. So the big part of it is what what is kind of the end result or the value add? And I'm guessing each business has a little bit different of a goal, but like, are are people looking obviously for conversions of like, uh, you know, increased sales, or I'm guessing some people want kind of a, maybe a PR piece, maybe creating more awareness. What are you seeing most as far as how you guys are adding value um, to the people or the businesses that you're working with? Is it Just end sale, or is it awareness? Or tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it
1: it can depend on the type of business that we're working with. Um, A lot of the people that we work with do want some kind of a not necessarily a sale, but like a lead. You know, they want lead generation. Yeah, they want inquiries. They want uh, traffic to their site and things like that. Yeah, but not all of them. Not all of the people we work with uh, are able to sell that quickly. Okay. Right, uh, and so a lot of times, some of the professional services that we work with, uh, they want to just to have a really good brand presence on 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 the website on, on okay. the on the internet, right? They want yes. a really good looking brand, it that it communicates their value, their business uh, about their business, because some of our clients are in B two B, and so they may not fill out the form. But they might have right. seen you. They might have seen you at a trade show. They might have gotten your business card from your salesperson. They go to the website. They want to learn more. They want to make sure that they can get the information that they can get. That you guys look legit, right? Like you don't yep. look like you know you're going out of business. Because I can't yep. tell you how many companies look like they're going out of business when you go to their website, but you go uh. to their factory floor and they're like humming along like crazy, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah. And then, uh, so it all depends. I mean, another client that we just. Uh, you know, we, we haven't quite gotten the deal yet, but one of the things, one of the reasons why he came to us is he's a manufacturing company. And yeah. what he said that he, he just invested about two to $3 million in this new piece of equipment. Wow. Right. And so now he's like, man, I got to sell so that I can keep using this equipment to produce this product. Right. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm looking at now, I'm like looking at all the ways in which I get business and I'm realizing, man, when people come to our website. They don't know anything about us, you know. Mm. So, so that's the kind of stage that we can help. We can, we, what we can do is we can go in. We can learn about your process, your systems. We can write the content, organize the web, the content on the website. Make sure that your prospects, when they come to your website or look at any of your or of your different channels, they get a really good idea of what you do, and then the call happens. And then the inquiry happens and then the sale happens. Right. So, so that's the kind of, that's the kind of space where we're, that's where we bring a lot of value for our clients.
0: Makes sense. What about, uh, who are you seeing utilizing? I mean, obviously digital marketing like applies to every business, right? But is there a certain sector that you guys have noticed that you've been helping, um, or, a more relevant sector that that you see maybe has a bigger void that should be utilizing what you do that maybe don't as much, or maybe they're not aware that they're missing out because they're not doing more digital marketing or having a better presence?
1: Well, I mean, there's certain industries, as you probably know, Ty, that are just Mm -hmm. saturated, right? They're just absolutely on top of everything. Tech companies. uh, A lot of the companies that we've worked with in the past Uh, The industry in those particular spaces, they're pretty well up to speed. I'm talking about like we've worked really well in the dental game, uh, dental practices, veterinary practices, law firms for the most part. They've really over the years, that industry has been served by a lot of digital marketing practitioners. So it's kind of come up, come up quite a bit. But one industry where there seems to be a disconnect, to be honest with you, is these manufacturing companies. Uh, Okay. A lot of them that we that a lot that we end up working with are first generation. Dad, you know, was an engineer, uh, you know, graduated in 1978, yep. you know, uh, worked a little bit in an engineering company, then developed this process and then went out and built this, you know, widget factory. You know, I've I've seen quite yep. a few of those. And then dad's really done well because dad was really good at what he does, he built a really yep. good business. Now dad wants to give the company or sell the company or, you know, uh, the sons are taken over, right? Or the daughters are taken over. Yes. And now dad's relationships are also old, right? Dad dad grew grew up together with these guys, right? Now they're old. So now they want bigger clients and and they need to replace those connections. But now it's hard to go do that because you might not have the background or or something like that with them. And so now you got to go and redo your marketing. You have to make sure that the production, uh, you know, the procurement pro- procurement people at your at your event, at where you sell, you know, they're, they have marketing material that you're selling yeah. to them. They come to your site and it looks like you're really on top of things and things like that. So we've run into quite a few people like that. And, and then I also spend quite a bit of time. Obviously, you're a business owner. We're all business yeah. owners. We're always prospecting, right? Yes. And so I'm always looking at, you know, different uh, industries, uh, manufacturing areas. And I just see websites that honestly haven't been updated since 2002. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, I've had some interesting conversations with those owners. I mean, they say, hey, <laughs> I haven't updated my 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 website since 2002, but I've done OK. So why do I need wow, a website? Yeah. You know? But but I'm always telling them, look, your purchasing managers or people that buy from you are probably now millennials. Yes. You know, they're probably older millennials, but they grew up in the digital age. So yep. even if they see you at a trade show or they get a sample of your product, they're going to go to your website and they're going to need to sell you to their boss. Yep. right? And the way they're going to do that is they're going to send them your web. Hey, check these guys out. Right. And so you got to have the information really well organized, really well presented. So that's been our pitch to these guys. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs>
0: yeah that's interesting
1: so when when you say like manufacturing
0: you're talking it could be anything right somebody could be making metal signs or it could be somebody that's making beds or somebody that's making like their own baseball bat like you're saying, just any type of manufacturing
1: any kind of production that happens on a floor uh we've worked with a whole like we we've had we've we've revamped revamped uh, websites for like printing companies. I guess that's kind okay. of manufacturing. They do yeah t-shirt yeah. prints and things like that. Yeah. We've also helped like uh, fabricators, like people that work on fab boards. I, I don't even know how it is what it is. Yeah. You know, uh, plates. They some of these guys they'll take metal plates and they'll coat like half a millimeter, maybe even smaller than that, a really fine coat paint on it, because okay. that's what they do. So you know, a lot of those guys, to be honest with you, those clients that we came, that we've met, they're, they're, they're in that exact situation that I mentioned before, you know, they're in need of a revamp. revamp. Yeah. And that
0: is interesting, because I, I think back, there's a funny enough, there's a cookie factory that's kind of close to me. And nobody, it's the funniest thing you you can smell that it's, that, that it's <laughs> there. But nobody knows that it it exists. And I'm guessing what's happened is, you know, 30 years ago or 20 years ago, whatever it is, they probably went out and built some retail relationships, you know, and they're making these shortbread cookies or whatever they are. Yeah. And they've established these relationships, but I'm guessing they, like you said, they're probably still distributing out to a certain or enough, you know, accounts just on the retail side, but they're probably missing out on this total other side of their business on the digital side that actually is probably, more profitable, better margin, healthier um, that they could be capitalizing on. But I think they're so stuck in the old way of, of doing things right to where you don't even know they exist. It's sitting there. There's no signs. There's no nothing on the building. Yeah. And they've maybe just gotten used to well, people are still ordering, you know? So, yeah. Why, so we're, we're okay. why do we have
1: to change? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so interesting that you say that because there's probably so many of those businesses out there. There are, um,
1: there are, there are,
0: and a I've, lot talked of to our... some,
1: uh, I've talked to like these wealth management people Yeah. Uh, that do uh succession, you know, succession planning for businesses. Yeah. Yep. That's one of the things they talk about is you got to give yourself like a five-year horizon. Of actually getting your business ready so that when you're when it's time for you to retire or hand off or hand off your, you know, put some put it on the market, you're ready. Yep. And your marketing plays a big role in that. You know, any yes. investor that's gonna come and buy your manufacturing company or whatever it is, where are they gonna go first? To your website. You know right. what I mean? To see what kind of operation you are, what kind of they might even ask for web analytics, what kind of visitors do you get?
0: Yeah. It's kind of that. I mean, it really is that foundation. It's weird that we're sitting here in 2023 and having this conversation, but there's still, like you said, plenty of those businesses that are out there. Yeah. That, yeah, that's kind of like that same. I've run into plenty of businesses that are like, yeah, it's the same website we've had since two, you know, 2000, 2005, whatever it may be. And you're like, wow, that, I mean, to me, it's impressive, right? That it's like, Hey, you're still in business. You haven't even ventured into that digital side and yeah. you're still keeping the doors open. Like, first of all, that's impressive, but that second impressive. of all, <clears throat> wow, you guys could be doing some really amazing things if you opened up that door to the digital side. You yeah,
1: know? no, no, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Tell me a little bit more about um, what, uh, I mean, it's interesting because we have listeners that are business owners, probably more so, you know, small to mid, we've got some large, large size clients that listen, listen to our podcast, but what should what do you feel like businesses should know about what you do is there and I get there again we go back to the whole gamut of things but is there a certain thing that you say hey we do this really well or I'm finding as I'm talking to businesses or when I get a chance to talk to businesses um, here's why they should be doing business with us or even maybe in a general sense why they should be opening up their eyes
1: or being more aware of the digital marketing side Yeah, no, that's definitely, I mean, obviously I'm here talking about marketing and talking about my business, right? So I'm going to take a little bit of a third party approach, if you will, for, for, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, when, when you're doing, when you're working in your business, whatever business you have, you really know your business well, right? The marketing side, uh, you can do it. I mean, honestly, with all the information that's available out there, there really isn't anything you can't do on your own. Like, I mean, I could fix my car on my own if I really wanted to, <laughs> sure, right? right? Sure. I mean, there's enough YouTube videos out there that I could probably spend many, many Saturday afternoons watching and and getting all the tools and doing it. And kind of that's the way kind of uh, how I see marketing as well. Not nothing mm-hmm. that we do is is rocket science. I'll, yeah. Nobody, nobody, anybody can do it, right? But but where the value comes in is working with a provider. That A knows, you know, the pitfalls, has experience driving results, right? And gets you from A to B faster, right? That's your goal as a business owner, right? I want to go from A to B faster, the most efficient, the most productive, the most big in a bang for my buck. And so working with a vendor, like a marketing firm like ours means you can leverage my 25 years of experience, my team's years of experience, right? Mm And and also we do we're very strategic about the way we approach things. I mean, I, I I've I've been doing this long enough that I don't really get excited about new technologies. To be honest, with you. <laughs> you know I, I really yeah. don't. I'm like, I'm, I'm like I've reached that stage where I'm like, oh, when TikTok came out three or four years ago and everybody was jumping on it, I was like, oh, TikTok that looks interesting. I wonder what, (laughs) I wonder how that fits into an overall marketing strategy versus, oh, we got to get on TikTok and start making (laughs) dollars a month. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's the kind of approach I take. I mean, even with AI and marketing that's coming up, I mean, that's the kind of approach I'm taking is we're refining our process and we're trying to figure out ways in which, which using AI can make your marketing better. Yeah. And so, and we're also making recommendations to you on maybe how AI could be used in your business. Yeah. Right. Because there's lots of opportunities and possibilities out there. Uh, And so I I think that's the big value that comes uh, is is, hey, you could get a freelancer to do X, Y, Z, but that you're going to you're going to pay to get that freelancer to learn some of these things along the way. Why pay that freelancer to learn when you could just be using somebody like us with a really solid team of people and with my personal experience and just all the exposure that we have uh, to really build a, a strategic marketing plan that you really could, you know, live with for the next five years, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, and
0: correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, there is such thing. I, I know there's a lot of people that just think, well, if I post on social media and I try to do some SEO and I, I write a blog and I, I do all this stuff that they feel like is that digital marketing and they spend some money on PPC or they spend money on Facebook ads or whatever it may be. There is, there can be an endless pit of money, correct? Like, yeah, like you can't, it doesn't mean just because you spend money and you make the effort does not mean you're going to get results. It,
1: yeah. It... No, I mean, absolutely, Ty. And I'll be, I'll be a little bold if you're, if you're okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> can I yep. be a little bold? <clears throat> like, I have done enough PPC campaigns and ad, like Facebook ads campaigns and things yep. like that, that if you tell me what your budget is, I will tell you whether or not it's worth it for you to start or not start. Because I get mm-hmm. a lot of people that say, "Hey, I have a five hundred dollar monthly budget. Should I do it on PPC?" I'll say flat out, "No." You're oh not yeah, gonna, you're just giving Google five hundred bucks a month, right? <laughs> because because it's a numbers game, right? Yep. And and I can show you on a piece on on a on a spreadsheet if you want three phone calls how many people need to go to your landing page how many clicks you need how much each of those clicks cost how much the how many impressions you need and what kind of budget you need just to get started there's a yeah. reason why google sends you three uh, free 300 hundred dollar gift certificates right because they know that 300 bucks isn't going to get you anywhere right right i don't care what it's a numbers game and so i always start with a certain baseline budget for anybody and i always tell people hey If you're not willing to spend this kind of money, I know it it might be a little bit more than you are. Just don't even consider the channel. Let's do something else. You know what I mean? And the same thing with social is social is there's so much noise in social that, you really need to ask yourself how do you use social maybe it's a support vehicle for a larger campaign versus mm-hmm. the only thing do you know what i mean yep that you're doing across the board that way every video that's on instagram is supported by something on youtube is supported by something in your podcast or whatever you have so it's yep. multi-channel versus just oh i posted something on facebook today
0: yeah that makes sense well and that that's one of those big things of a avoiding pitfalls right i mean how many people small businesses right now are probably spending money on ads or yeah. google or whatever and it it's re- like you said it's really not doing anything for them mm-hmm. they're they're handing they're donating <laughs> they're donating, donating,
1: to, uh, the donating google... to a large yeah. profit business yeah i mean i don't yeah. mind donating to nonprofit, but for a profit <laughs> business man I'm not, I'm not so clean on that <laughs> I I talk to business owners all the time and they're always like, even last week I was talking to somebody and said, yeah, we've tried Google and it didn't work for us. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's, let's talk about that. What did you do? How do you do it? What kind of settings did you set? You know, things like that. So, yeah.
0: Well, so tell me this. um, And I think you kind of mentioned this as far as I would maybe consider it like the customer experience And, and I'll ask this question and then I'll kind of redefine it. But I always ask people that I have on what's the best way for somebody to get started with you or your company. And the reason why I ask that is not like a, a from a sell side. Mm-hmm. I'm more so wondering, there's so many businesses that I see nowadays that maybe have a presence, that have stuff online, that advertise there on social, that have a website, but it's still so hard to do business with them. Like there's not a path of least resistance. It's like, yeah. you see they have a presence, but you're sitting there going, but I still don't understand How I'm going to venture down this road of figuring out if I want to do business with you. And even if I did, how do I do that? Do do I have to pick up the phone? Do I have to be on the phone with somebody for 30 minutes selling me? Do I send in an email? Will you respond? So when I ask that, what's the best way to someone to get started with you, your company? I more so ask it of like, what does your journey look like when you take somebody down that pipeline? And maybe it's yours, or maybe if you want to share in other companies that you work with, yeah, how, how do people get started in, with you, and, and what, does that, what does that journey look like?
1: Well, for me, a lot of times, I mean, just in the last 10, 12 years of being in business for ourselves... A lot of times the journey starts with, hey, bring me a marketing or a business situation that that you need help with, Mm -hmm. you know, and let's discuss that together and then see, you know, what we arrive at. You know what I mean? Like that Mm -hmm. example I gave earlier is this lady called me. She watched one of my videos and one of my seminars uh, and called me and said, hey, uh, all of my competitors, when I talk to them, they're they're booked out, you know, three weeks. But my practice is only booked out four days yeah what am i doing wrong right so that's where we started okay you know so you could just go to my website you know say hey i want to you know talk to me about a situation i'm in and i'll just you know i'll spend half an hour with you and i'll ask you certain questions yeah and then and then i could say oh okay let me take a look deep dive and i can then you know give you a brief overview of what i think and if you want to explore further then we can put a proposal together and then see what see what that relationship looks like. So yeah. That's usually been the best way to do it, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't hard sell. I don't believe in hard selling. I want to yeah. be of value to you. So I may recommend things that you 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 don't like. I may say do things you don't, you know, you you like. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and and I'm not driven, I'm not, I'm not like uh, you know, like you can tell me that your competitor is doing XYZ, but you know I'm not going to, I may not recommend that because I don't know what the results for that competitor is just because they're showing up number one on Google doesn't mean that they're actually getting business out of it. There's no guarantee of that, you know? So, um, so I think, I think, uh, you know, uh, transparency being authentic, not a hard sell. Let's just solve a problem together is kind of my approach. You know, let's, let's get you in a, in a place where, where your problem is solved. Well,
0: and to that point, I. I get the hard sell probably still works for a lot of people, but I've always felt too, that the digital world has really taken away that demand of the hard sell. I don't, I don't know if you would agree with that, but like, I feel like if you do it right from beginning to end, like you're talking about and you create this user experience or journey, like if you want to get out of the hard sell game, that's probably your,
1: your path of least resistance. That's a great point because you can kind of filter people out. You know? Yeah. You, you know what I mean. So if you have a good digital presence, and you're educating people on what exactly you do, how you work with them, and all that kind of stuff, absolutely, the people that co- are contacting you, they might not be warm leads, but they are, you know, lukewarm. I mean, is that a, yeah. is that a good term? Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. They're kind of. They're not cold either. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. And you but, can prep them. I mean, you can prep them however you want, right? I mean, exactly. there's ways now to get the inform, whatever information you want to, to make sure that the conversations that you are having are at least checking certain boxes.
1: Absolutely, no. I I think you you hit it right there. I mean, that's actually how how, how good marketing should work. You know, you don't yeah. want to be wasting your time trying to convince somebody that's not even sold on your services. You know, wh- why do that? You know, because yeah, that's a disservice to both people.
0: So what about people that, that don't decide to do business with you or maybe people that you talk to that don't feel like they have a need for digital marketing or maybe don't really care to go down that road right now? What advice would you give somebody that doesn't feel like they need that?
1: uh well i never want to see you again no, i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> you can you can stop this thing right now no, no, yeah no no no, no 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 if that's uh, you turn this off right yeah now. <laughs> turn this off right now you know shame on you no no uh no w- what i would say is Hey, you know, keep me in, you know, keep me in mind. A lot of times, you know, uh, it's also a timing situation. Mm -hmm. A business owner has many priorities, you know, yeah, a business has many priorities. Maybe right now you're fixing, you know, operational issues. Maybe you're fixing, you know, production issues. Maybe you're fixing sales issues. You know what I mean? Uh, and, And maybe marketing isn't a priority for you, but. I think at some point in your business life cycle, you're gonna reach a point where you need to invest in marketing. Yeah, uh, I don't care what kind of business you are, but at some point, you know it's gonna come it's gonna rise to the top. and and I would just say be vigilant of of where your priorities are. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, you know, simple fixes in marketing could really you know help you with a lot of lot of uh, lot of headache. Uh, I had uh, this is a, one of my favorite stories actually. This is from back in two thousand nine or something like that uh, I was, uh, I, I had uh, hired a, a, I was working for a marketing agency at the time and I hired a development company to help me with development work and things like that. Okay. And I was just surprised at how low their prices were, you know, and they, they were really young guys they were really excited about it and things like that. And uh, one day when we went out to lunch, they asked me, you know, what advice would get, they would give them because I worked for a marketing agency on their yeah. own marketing, right? Yep, And I I told them that on their website at that time, uh, they had, um, you know, a, a statement that said, we do, you know, projects under this price number. And they had a price number there, oh, wow. you know, and, and I said, oh, guys, why do you have that in there? <sighs> you know, that means the only people you're going to get are cheapos, right? right? Right. Because the people that are going to want to do bigger projects are going to automatically think you can't do it or you're not worth it. So I told them, you know, in your marketing, you can't have things like that. Just remove it. You know what I mean? And then we continued working together. And then uh, five years later or something like that, we had lunch again over some conversation. And then I was just asking him how business was. And he said, uh, ever since they changed that website messaging, their business exploded. Wow. You know what I mean? So to be honest with you, marketing does need to be revisited every year. You do need to do an evaluation just to kind of make sure you're not off track. Okay. You know, you can't forget it, but if it's not a priority right now, I get it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Do you get people that maybe don't know if the timing's right, or they don't know if their budget is right? Or, you know, obviously, because that you've got that startup to small business to mid, I'm guessing... You know you've got your money going in a lot of different places and trying, like you said, maybe you've got operational issues, maybe you've got process issues, maybe you've got marketing issues. Uh, do you Do you get very many people that are sitting there going, "I don't know when the timing's right. like i don't I don't know what I should be spending and where.
1: No, I do get those people. Uh, i I talk to business owners about a lot of things, and uh, yeah, I do get those people as well. Uh, And one way to, you know, just one way to approach it is just to do a quick audit of your site. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, I always tell people, you know, go to a McDonald's, you know, where they have free Wi-Fi or Starbucks, you know, log in. You don't have to buy anything there. At least Starbucks, you know, Um, I do that (laughs) all the time. So go to Starbucks, get on their Wi-Fi, meaning you're trying to change your IP address. Mm -hmm. Open up Google Chrome in, in the, you know, incognito mode. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then just pretend like you're a prospect and try to find your business and see what kind of experience you get Mm. you know that's a quick check like search for you know search for keywords that you think your customers are searching you by and see where you are what people see you know what i mean go to your facebook see what you feel like you know what what are some of the you know just put on that hat and see how it all feels and then and then maybe that'll give you some ideas of whether or not it's something that you need to spend some time on you know, well, another thing is talk to your salespeople. If you're a little bit bigger, talk to your salespeople and ask him what these prospects are t- saying about your business to them.
0: Yeah, that's interesting, you know, and I didn't even realize. So you're saying, I mean, I, I kind of knew this, but maybe it's something that uh, is common sense, but it's not common knowledge type thing. So you're saying like if we're on our computer in normal places, we are that our IP is kind of auto configured to what we're yeah. doing so we don't get a fresh look of what we is don't, actually going on
1: <laughs> we don't we don't uh you'd be surprised at how much like how much google uh and all these different places customize their content based on your ip oh uh, okay so it's a very worthwhile exercise to go to a, a location maybe a starbucks you know 20 minutes away log in from there and see how mm. everything feels. You, you'll be surprised in, in incognito mode. If you go yeah. back on your own browser, Google knows, Oh, you're here. You just yeah. a different location, you know, but if you go in, in incognito mode, I use edge incognito mode because it's okay. like an archaic system, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> so, um, edge is Microsoft's latest browser in case uh, uh, people don't know, but
0: that's interesting. Yeah. That yeah. I, I didn't know that again. It kind of seems like a common sense thing, but I'm like, yeah. I never really thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. That's something that people could definitely go do, um, you know, something they could apply it immediately and probably go check that out, you know? Yeah.
1: Check it out. Yeah. And, and yeah. like I said, uh, like we work with a lot of uh, veterinary practices and dental mm-hmm. practices. We ask the ownership group to talk to the front desk. Yeah. And, and and what are client? what are your customers saying? What are your patients saying? You know, what are, why are people canceling? Uh, you know, why are people, you know, I don't know, late? Why yeah. are people late on their bills? You know, let's let's find out because maybe you're not attracting the right clientele. Yeah. And that could be because of the stuff on your website.
0: Yep. That's awesome. What about, kind of jumping back into the conversation we were having uh, previously, what about, uh, I'm sure you get plenty of people that wanna to try to do it on their own. And I know you kind of touched on that, but was there anything else that you would add to that? It, it, people that you talk to or just somebody on a sidebar conversation that's like, look, I just want to do it on my own. Is it just the resource of like what it takes away, the expertise? Is there anything additional on top of that that you would tell somebody if they wanted to continue to do it on their own?
1: Well, I mean, if you want to do it on your own, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's doable. Mm -hmm. Um, You just have to be willing to spend the time, effort. And also, I mean, I'm not saying you can't do it well, but also be able to live with the results you get, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I had a, I had spoken at a conference in Texas uh, a couple of years ago, and I got you know some some people that were um, talking to me about doing it on their own, um, and I, they had me do an evaluation of what they'd done, and I was surprised at how, I mean it was not very good at all, and and when I asked them how much time and effort that they had spent on it. Um, you know, being that in their profession, what their going rate is, all you got to do is if you spend 20 hours a month, you know, doing this stuff, you know, and you've done it for a year and you're charging your clients, you know, let's say $175 an hour, uh, for your services, Mm -hmm. that means, you know, you got to multiply 20 times 175, you know, for your services to get an idea for how much you actually spent in marketing over that year. And then you got to look at the results and you got to look at what did I get out of this time? You know? So I think if you start looking at it that way, you find that having an agency like ours is actually very, you know, very cost efficient.
0: Yeah. What about uh, maybe share with us some experiences you've seen the difference with companies that have worked with you. Do you have, Can I say, look, we have... had this ABC company that, you know, kind of started here and then we helped them kind of modify this, this and this, and this is where they're at now.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I have quite a few, actually, uh, I've got quite a few examples. A lot of the clients, uh, we've started with, they've been around with, with us for a long time. Um, so we have clients that have been with us for 10 plus years, uh, and they wouldn't stick around if they weren't seeing those kind of results. Right. Sure. Um, we have had, uh, dental practices. There's one dental practice, um, that we, we worked with, I think we started working with her since 2018 mm-hmm. and she came to us because we have a good relationship with some dental consultants and they recommended us as a vendor and she called us and she was just very frustrated with her marketing. She had, she was frustrated with the way in which you log into Google ads and why it wasn't coming to Google analytics. And she'd been trying to do it all, all alone all along with different uh, vendors and freelancers and things like that. Um, and it just wasn't working for her. Right. Um, and then so after, you know, a couple of months of just figuring this stuff out and then putting her on our on our on our SEO and content and, and all these different advertising programs. Uh, I mean, a year later, I mean, she was telling us she was closing 60 new patients a month at her office, you know, and previously she was at like 15 or 20 new a month. So we, we got her wow. up three times, you know, and look, I would have thought, you know, she doesn't share her financials with us. So the only thing I can tell you is she's still our client. She still spends money with us. She's on reporting calls. So I, I'm going to believe our numbers, you know? So, and, and so, so yeah, I mean, we have lots of case studies like that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's very that's satisfying be fun.
1: to be honest. Yeah, man, that's what I was going to say.
0: It's got to be fun to see that, to help somebody grow and, and yeah. kind of take their business to the next level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a lot of fun. What
0: about what do you guys do, and I always ask this because you know the podcast is based around helping other companies be memorable. Maybe share what have you guys done to brand yourself in your company like when uh, we're talking about strictly branding
1: our our own company new wine yeah, well, I mean new wine I mean honestly, the name itself has been very, very memorable for people okay uh in in a way that you know new wine just is out of left field right i mean i don't know yeah. what you felt when you when you heard the name right no <laughs> so,
0: I, I yeah it was it, you just kind of go okay wait a second you what does this have to do with
1: wine <laughs> right, right you know so i mean we played that quite a bit i mean the origin of the name is you know you can't put you know new wine in old wineskin mm-hmm. you know that that's from the bible i mean for people yep. that may not be familiar so that's <laughs> the origin of the name and so for us we've kind of branded around that whole thing that's uh, cool of, be, of being you know you can't you if you got to do things differently right Everything's yep. changing and marketing is all about let's set aside the old let's look at the new let's rethink this thing let's solve problems you know what i yep. mean that's the yep. kind of approach we take and so for us that's been memorable and i am gotcha. actually looking forward to handing out some chocolates the next conference i go from utah yep. so i was like, <laughs> well, look forward to that you know you people look, look at to
0: it and be it. like is there wine in this chart <laughs> i know is there wine <laughs>
1: So it's always been kind of fun. I mean, we do a lot. I mean, we blog quite a bit on our website. We, we have some pretty good rankings on, on the industries we're targeting. Uh, we obviously have a podcast um, and, and, um, and then we're very active on LinkedIn. So that's the way that we cool. maintain our, we have a newsletter too that that we send out on a monthly basis that, that uh, keeps us engaged with our, with our target audience. So, uh, and we, we, you know, you know, I mean, we get plenty of referrals. So to me, Uh, that shows that our service and our quality has been memorable. Do you guys ask for referrals? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you got to ask for referrals, man. I don't think it just comes. (laughs) I don't know what you think. Right,
0: (laughs) right. No, I, I would agree with you 100%. And how do you guys do that? Is it through a phone call? Do you guys, do you have like an email drip or like how do you guys follow up on well that. a lot
1: of our clients are uh we do calls with them on a regular basis so mm-hmm. from time to time it's not it's not like every interaction right so yeah it's like hey do you do you have any you know like our, our referral you know some of our partners hey do you have any anybody who could benefit from the services we're providing uh and things like that and oftentimes they will send you somebody that that you know that may or may not work out but they do send, send you somebody
0: yeah is there anything additional on the marketing or sales side? I know you kind of talked, already talked about some of the other things that you do, but is there anything additional that you guys do on the marketing side or the sell side that you feel like makes you memorable or that is successful for
1: you? Uh, for us, uh, our e- email newsletter uh, okay. is, is, is very good for us. Uh, I get really good open rates. Okay. Uh, and I get people, you know, uh, responding to it. Like they'll send me a little little response saying, "Hey, you know, I was just there," or "Hey, that was good," or "Hey, I subscribed to your podcast." So I think our email gets get some pretty good uh, readership, and and people react to it. Uh, from our own marketing standpoint, um, I can't really think of anything one single item that that kind of uh, would stick stick out. But yeah. I would say email if I had to pick one.
0: Now, do you guys help? Is that part of digital? Do you see email as part of digital? Like, do you help other companies do that? Or is that something that you refer out? or?
1: Ty, email is the, I don't know how to explain it. Um, Is the ugly stepchild? Is that a saying? Is that a saying? Yeah. It's the ugly stepchildren (laughs) of marketing, man. Nobody (laughs) wants to talk about it, but it's a winner. The numbers on email is stunning. I actually did a podcast on this a couple of months ago. I think for every dollar you spend in email marketing, you get $43 back it's long-term. Oh, wow.
0: Well, and it's, I love email. I mean, you it's not that hard to build an email. I mean, you got to be good at it. You got to know what you're doing. It doesn't just happen. Yeah. But, I mean, you can build an email list. It gives you direct access to people. It, it's also a good passive way to market, you know, yeah. uh, through, through drip and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, is that, some, what do you recommend for people that maybe their email game is weak and their, their open rates are horrendous?
1: Do I would you... say the first thing is you want to, like you said, you need a good list, right? Don't go, okay. don't go out buying some spammy Yeah. Somewhere, you know, build right. your own list, you know? Um, and, and there's a lot of ways to do it. People neglect, you know, simple interactions with their client. So if they buy something from you, make sure you capture their email. If they visit your office, capture their email. It might not seem like a lot, but even if you capture three new email addresses a day, that's ninety in a month, right? Yeah. And you're looking at nine hundred by the end of the year, top. Yeah. You know? you know what I mean? So yep. you can build a list pretty fast. Uh, be patient with the collection process, and then once you have them in the email database, uh, well, first of all, I would recommend is make sure you segment it as you're putting it in. You know, you know, identify them. Are they a vendor? Are they this? Are they that? Or what are yeah. they? You know what I mean? That way you can later on customize your content to the different groups because content relevancy is key, you know? So, uh, so do that. Uh, and then quality content, man, keep it brief, keep it short, but make it mm-hmm. valuable. And it doesn't have to be discounts. It could just be, you know, like I have a couple of doctors that, that are, that actually teach uh, CE courses. They, they're actually very well known in their industry and they they've maintained a pretty good, uh, a list of other pac- practitioners uh, and we do an email campaign for them every summer when they're getting ready to do their CE classes. Oh, yeah. And we provide really good information. We do, it, we do it three or four times leading up to the thing. And it man, they sell quite a bit. I mean, you know, so they get a really good return on their email. Uh, and you could do the same thing. I mean, we have we do this for dental practices all the time is we we get a patient list you know, we, we set it up so that you know, obviously their patient management system already does the reminders and things like that. You don't have to right. you don't have to do any of that on your end, but but create some very valuable content because uh the, the the patient or the person that bought, you know, that did one type of service from you may or may not do service B, you know, or service C. They might not know that you do service D. Yeah. You know, that's our learning is so make it a point of highlighting all of your service once a month. You know, not not all of them, but like one a month, pick a month and just share that, share a testimony, just send that. And I think that educates your patient base on, hey, these guys, I did my veneer with them, but they also do X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Yep. So that keeps them coming back or they might send a referral. They might forward that email to somebody else and say, hey, check out this doctor. You guys were looking for a dentist. Go go here. You know? Yeah. So it works. S-
0: yeah. So one of our biggest ways email has been one of the ways that we've grown quite a bit and just sharing value and, and having our own list. I, I was going to ask, do you use uh, LinkedIn's newsletter option?
1: You know, I have not. I, I was I've been looking at it recently. Uh, I'm a little hesitant to build a subscriber base on a third party and not. Own it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, man. The social media companies I feel like I need to build my own. So I I build my list on MailChimp. I I back it up on my own CSV file at my home computer. You know, so if they tell me that all of a sudden I'm in violation of some weird terms of service and they suspend my account, I still have all my, you know, my contact database, you
0: know? Right, right. So I'm a
1: little paranoid that way. But have you done LinkedIn, the subscriber email at all?
0: So I have. I've loved it as far as... Um, I mean, and that's why I asked because yeah, that, that is a concern for everybody right now. Right. Like there, there's accounts being blocked and accounts being lost and hacked. And I just saw one of my friends had a a million followers on, uh, Facebook and they got hacked Yeah, and they, they have no assistance in getting it back. It doesn't look like they're going to be able to get it back. And that was like their income, like that, that they we're building a business off of that. And so, yeah, you definitely don't want to be vulnerable to that. Um, But what I've found and what I've been doing is I have been utilizing those things to drive it back to an original source directly to me. Um, And I've seen that done through other businesses in different ways and stuff like that. But I've loved it because for one, it's very user friendly, very easy. It, it also makes it easy to send out, uh, emails to people that you currently don't have on your list and then pull them back in to your own personal list. So I think if it's, and that's a good point you bring up, I feel like everybody has to be more aware to utilize the different sources they have to drive it back to direct, not, not continue, not just use it for its format to keep on pushing out, but to drive things back directly to you.
1: No, Um, I agree. I mean, that's something I had a friend who had a coaching business. mm -hmm. Uh, She said she had 25,000 followers on Instagram and she said or did something on there that Instagram didn't like. And all of a sudden she doesn't have access to her account anymore. Gone. And so I think there is that fear. Uh, So I think you do need a fail safe somehow. Uh, These people that you're interacting with, ask them to sign up for your newsletter, you know, say, hey, you know, at least you have their email address. So let's say your account does get hacked or whatever. You can send them an e-blast and say, hey, can't find our page? We're here now. You know, you can divert them. You know what I mean? I think that'd be a lot of of cross-reference. Yeah,
0: for for sure. And that, you know, I think a lot of businesses are finding that out. I think there's healthier margins. It's even like, perfect example, if you had a product that's selling somewhere else, the idea would be not to continue to sell that product elsewhere. It would be, how are you utilizing that ability to sell it somewhere else, to drive it back to you directly. You know, Absolutely. there's obviously a lot of different ways, different businesses to do that, but I think everybody's goal has got to be, how do I bring, however I'm monetizing on my business, how do I make sure I'm ultimately the end goal should be to bring them back to me directly, maximizing on margin, maximizing on ability to reach out to them and and all that. And it's,
1: it goes to ownership, right? You yeah. are, you are, that's, I mean, I don't want to get too philosophical here, but,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: but I mean, from the moment in 2007 when Facebook hit, yep. you know, the, the fan, let's say, right? Yep. I, and every business I was working with wanted to put Facebook's logo on their website yep. and send people to their Facebook page. I was like, why would you do it that way? Let's do it yeah. the other way. Let's try to get people that come to Facebook, come to your site. You know, let's totally. capture them on your website. You know what I mean? Totally. So, I've always been a little bit of a, I don't know. I mean, I'm active on social media, don't get me wrong, but sure. I've always been a little bit like, you know, let's not craft our entire digital strategy around somebody else's product and services. Let's control that. And and even to uh, retailers, I mean, I've got a couple of clients that have Amazon stores. And one of the things that I'm always saying is what happens if your Amazon store goes away? I mean, do you have yeah. a way of selling on your own website, you know? Yeah, and it's fairly easy to set up a store on your what web, what's web, web, website if you're using WordPress. I mean, yep. install WooCommerce and get your store up and going. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know it's not that hard. I mean, I understand that you know you have you know you have your whole business on Amazon, but make sure you have a way of capturing those clients and customers so that you have their information and you're not relying on these third party services to continue to give that. And I'm having a little bit of a debate on my own head right now. Uh, about backing up my photos on Google Photos. I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but oh, yeah. the last couple of months, because I keep running into the limit, right? I mean, I've, yep. with everybody taking pictures and videos in my family, I'm like, I'm always constantly hitting this limit. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what happens in 10 years? You know, I mean, and I, you know, Google says, you know, the price is now hundred bucks a month. You know yeah. what I mean? And what do I do then? I mean, so I'm like, well, I probably need to figure out a way maybe I back up the next, the last one year of photos, but the ones before that I download and install, put it on a two terabyte hard drive and just put it in the garage or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, you you do. I mean, with that, I think we've got to be aware of that, right? I mean, business marketing, personal, we have to somehow still be aware and have our hands and still have control over stuff that we're doing. Cause if not, I mean, how many people are just building a business off of just social media or just a certain channel? Right. And there's so many people where people just don't think it can happen. It's you're overnight. You're, you're done. Something you took 20 years building.
1: I felt terrible for this business coach. I mean, she is a phenomenal coach and she spent quite a bit of time over the last five or six years building up those 25,000 followers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's horrible. Well, uh, Shilish, I, I appreciate your time. Um, tell me one last thing, and this is the last thing that I always ask. Obviously, we go back to being the Be Memorable podcast, but maybe share um something that you guys are doing to make yourself memorable and and more specifically than that, how are people remembering when it comes time they run into you or they run into somebody from your team and their the timings maybe off? How are you making sure that people are remembering? to either contact you, connect with you, or do business with you when it comes time to using your product or service?
1: And You can always go to our website at newwinedigital.com and sign Mm -hmm. up for our newsletter. That's that's one way to do it, right, to stay in touch. Uh, The other way is, you know, you can follow me on LinkedIn um, or listen to my podcast. And, you know, that way it's kind of top of mind. Yeah. Uh, when when things come up, where I might talk talk about a topic that you think, oh, you know, I, I need to call them. You know, so so th- those are the kind of ways in which people can be we we can be remembered. You know, yeah. I guess so. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Be Memorable podcast. I hope you took a ton of value from this episode. If you don't mind, please leave us a review. That helps us get the show out there. It also allows us to add more value to others. Thanks again.